This is Chris Hughes with the Christian Perspective Podcast with Chris Hughes, where we encourage our listeners to engage the culture with Jesus Christ. Your Chosen Truth Network podcast is starting in just a few seconds. So enjoy it, share it, but most of all, thank you for listening to the Truth Podcast Network. This is the Truth Network. Welcome to the Christian Car Guy Radio Show. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Nip it in the bud. You got to nip it in the bud. Till we get there <laughs> today on the Christian Car Guy Show. How long will we get there? Anyone who's ever been on a long trip with kids, or maybe when you were a kid, has heard this over a thousand times. When would we get there? You know, <laughs> I can still hear my dad. You know, I still can. As we were saying, when are we going to get there? We'll get there when we get there. <laughs> So after today's show, I'm hoping God will teach all of us exactly what to do when we hear this phrase, either in our hearts or in the car with your kids, however that works. So uh, in the intro, you may have heard something you've never heard before in Christian uh, Christian radio. That was Gorilla Funk Monster that was singing... <laughs> Come on, Keith, you can smile. It was it was Gorilla Funk Monster, How Long Till We Get There. And later on, you heard Allie Rogers singing How Long Till We Get There. And, of course, Graham Kendrick's Shine, Jesus Shine. Who could forget that song? And it all comes together. You're going to understand all that shortly, why I put those together. So today's show, as here recently we've always done, is brought to you by the Hebrew Letter, like in Sesame Street, you know, you got to have a, a letter that's brought to you, brings you the show. So today's show is brought to you by the Hebrew letter Yud. And, and you may know that the Yud is just a little, it's the smallest of letters. It's just a dot. And that dot is the little that means a lot. It's actually the spark of God. And so we are, and it's the beginning of Jesus's name, by the way. It's the first letter in the word Jesus is a Yud. So when you hear that Yeshua, that's the Yeh that you're that you're hearing. So the last segment I need to tell you, there's really here's a spoiler alert. <laughs> the last segment of today's show is Christian Car Guy Theater episode 16, right? Pilgrim's Progress. And I'm going to give you a further spoiler alert that it, it features my 12 year old granddaughter Lila as the voice of piety. But I do have to 
So when you when you listen to the episode in the fourth segment today, I know you're going to enjoy this. <laughs> so Lila had come in, my 12-year-old daughter, and, and as you might know, I get to write these lines for the episodes, and essentially I'm just plagiarizing Pilgrim's Progress. You know, I just take what John Bunyan wrote and just put it into this format for Christian Car Guy Theater. And so one of Piety's lines was talking about how Jesus takes – people, just ordinary people, and turns them into princes, and they they were born in, you know, lower places. Well, one of the pl- things, words that, that John Bunyan used was they were born in a dunghill, um, which for a 12-year-old little girl, she doesn't very familiar with the term dunghill. <laughs> and so as I was trying to explain to her, I said, Lila, when you're saying this line, you have to realize that back in those days, there were a lot of horses and, and those horses, they left some exhaust all over the road. And so they had to scoop up that stuff and they put it in a hill. Okay. And that was a dung hill. And so wait till you hear her deliver the line. Cause we laughed. Oh, all the way home talking about, um, <laughs> people that were born in the dung hill. So you got that coming up in the last, in the very last segment It's absolutely hilarious. So For me, I just never cease to be amazed at the sense of humor that Jesus has. I mean, his sense of humor is amazing, and he especially likes to play with me. So Monday, as I was spending time with Jesus, I was literally asking him where he wanted to go this week. You know, what what is it that, that, that where we could go? What adventures could we do? And I heard him say what I felt like he said was he wanted me to memorize the 13th Psalm. The 13th Psalm. And so, you know, I don't know about you, but that I didn't have any idea what that psalm was. So my immediate thought was, boy, I hope it's not a long one. <laughs> right? Because I mean, that's what I'm supposed to do. I'm hoping that's not a long psalm. And I am literally still laughing because <laughs> he must have known that was going to be my thought. Because you know what the first words of the 13th psalm are? How long? <laughs> You can't make this stuff up. It's true. Absolutely true. So you remember those long rides as a kid. When are we going to get there, Daddy? You know, for the thousandth time. And and it's nice to know, actually, in King David's time, they suffered with the same malady. I mean, clearly God the Father knows where we're headed. And as David was saying, how long till we get there, essentially? How long? Well, it would really take me an hour to explain all the reasons why you know, God wanted me to memorize the 13th Psalm, but where I was striving to do was in the 16th Psalm, which we, we talked about a few shows ago, you know, David said, I place the Lord always before me. And so I have been striving, striving, striving in order to get that done, to place the Lord always before me. And as I've been striving, apparently Jesus knew what I needed. The answer for my striving and how long till I get there, how long till I get there, how long till I get there was the 13th Psalm. Because in the 13th Psalm, we see that David put the weight of the problem on God rather than on himself. (laughs) In other words, when you listen to this Psalm, and I'm going to read you the verses here a second, but think about who David is putting the, the pressure on. 
You know, he's not putting the pressure on himself to place God always before him. He's putting the pressure on Jesus. So he says, how long will you forget me, O Lord, forever? <laughs> how long will you hide your face from me? How long will I take counsel in my soul? That's a beautiful line, right? Because he doesn't say how long, you know, if, if, what he's talking about is if I'm listening to my own voice, I'm in trouble here. So how long will I take counsel in my own soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Now, as you've, it's only got <laughs> six verses, so it didn't take me just a whole lot to memorize it. But I do want to get to the end of the psalm because it has to do with the show today. So the last line after David goes through this idea of how long he says, I will sing unto the Lord because he's dealt bountifully. He's dealt bountifully with me. In other words, here's David's solution to how long till we get there. And it is to sing. Okay. Sing specifically to the Lord. Shine, Jesus, shine. And the whole 13th Psalm, by the way, is shine, Jesus, shine. I think if you read it and spend some time there, you're going to see that that's the idea. But now remember, and I don't know about you, but I know my mother was the had magic of making a long car trip short because she would begin to sing these songs. And I don't know what your favorite was, but that's what we want today. We want you to call in and share 866-348-7884. What was the song that made your long trip shorter? Was it I've Been Working on the Railroad? My, my mother used to love that one. Or she'll be coming around the mountain when she comes. You remember that? <laughs> she'll be riding six white horses. Oh, we used to love to sing that. And actually, my granddaughter, Lila, she had memorized. We, we'd worked on, um, on the good ship Lollipop. And we even did some of the lines ourselves. Me and Lila one time took a trip to Tennessee together. And she had a dog. She has a dog to this day named Jake. So you know that line in the Good Ship Lollipop where you'll awake with the tummy ache? Well, we changed that. You'll awake with a dog named Jake. <laughs> I know that there was a song or two songs or three songs that was your favorite that made your long trip shorter. And we would love to hear it today, 866 348 Seven eight eight four eight six six three four. truth I have to tell you that one of my favorite stories involved my granddaughter and my father, and that we had driven, I, I think it's so cool, my father was 86 years old at this time. He was 86 years old, and we had driven from North Carolina to Colorado. And on the way back, it was late at night, and we'd been driving, 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 and Lila says, well, we start need to sing songs. Well, my father, I had not heard him sing since we were kids, and he was singing, you know, she'll be coming around the mountain, you know, and he was clapping and singing, and, I, you know, here he was at 86 years old, made the trip so short because she was coming around the mountain. You call us, 866-348-7884. Till we get there today on the Christian Car Guys show, and we're 
praying that we can all think now next time that, 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 that I'm thinking how long till I get there that wow King David sang under those circumstances and what did he sing and, and no doubt it had everything to do with today's letter Yud right because I don't as we talked about at the beginning of the show the letter Yud is the little that means a lot it's the beginning of the word Israel it's the beginning of the word Yeshua very importantly <laughs> and Yehovah it's the little bitty spark that's kind of that God spark. And you might not be surprised to find that it's the second letter of the word sing. The first letter of the word sing is the second letter of Jesus's name, which is a shin. So it's kind of interesting that Jesus's name spelled forward would be Yud Shin, and Jesus's first two letters spelled backwards are the first beginning of the word sing. And it has everything to do it has everything to do with God's presence. And wow, if you sense his presence on a long trip, what a way to go. So I am so excited as people are calling in with their favorite song from, you know, their youth or where, even now with their kids on what makes your long trip shorter. And we got Virginia is in North Carolina, not Virginia. <laughs> and she made up a child, a song as a child. So Virginia, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. So, man, we're all dying to know about your song. Virginia, are you there? Yeah, yes, I'm trying to be. <laughs> okay. Uh, speaker's phone went off. Oh, don't worry about the speaker. We don't want the speaker anyway. We just want you. So, can you sing it for um, us? I had I made a trip one day just by myself on the uh, Blue Ridge Parkway. And can you hear me? Yeah, I hear you great. Uh, no, okay. And um, I was just driving along and going around the curves and through the shade and in the sunshine. And uh, I started singing. Uh, I'm not in full voice right now. I understand. But, Go ahead. Uh I start singing when I am going through the shadows, Lord. You're there with me when I am going through the shadows, Lord. You're there with me. You are the sun, the faithful and true sun. When I am going through the shadows, Lord, you're there with me. Oh wow! I was and I was. Then I would sing when I'm going through the tunnel, or when I'm going through the around the curves, and different things like that. So from the twenty third Psalm to to Virginia's song, that's awesome. That's just wonderful. I love it, Virginia. Thank you so much for calling in and sharing that, and having the courage to sing with us. Because that's the whole thing. <laughs> I tell my granddaughter she's gone over to the dark side because she won't sing with me anymore. <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Virginia. God bless. I appreciate you calling in so much. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. We, next up, we have Jacqueline is in Greensboro, North Carolina. And Jacqueline, what was your favorite when you were young? I'm hearing an echo. Am I too close to the radio? Yeah, if you turn the radio off, you won't hear the echo probably because there's a delay. That's the challenge if you turn the radio on while you're – but you can listen to the podcast later and hear yourself. You'll be great. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
Okay. Can you hear me now? I hear you great. So. Okay. <laughs> what was your favorite? Hey, Christian Clark guy. How yeah, are you? I am wonderful. <laughs> well, um, I had two. Um, one was, um, oh, when the Saints come marching in. And the second one was, come on in the room. Come on in the room. Which one do you want to hear? Yes, come on in the room. Well, I think I may want to hear a little bit of both, but I want, my first question is when you did the, when the saints are coming marching in, did you have any particular arm motion? Were there things that went with that that made oh it? Oh my God. You know, we were like the charismatic <laughs> church and it was like hands flying up all over the world. Our feet were stepping high like we were marching in the church. And I was a little girl looking at everybody and just laughing and jumping up and down and clapping. <laughs> yeah, that's the deal. That's the deal. That's the way that, that's the way with David the did it. coming up from the, um, from the floor. <laughs> Standing in the pew. <laughs> so uh, the first one is, come on in the room. Come on in the room. Come on in the room. Because Jesus is my doctor. And he writes all the scriptures in my room. Whoa. That is so- <laughs> She's got it, doesn't she, Keith? I mean, that's just awesome, man. You can hear that yud and that shin. They're, they're flying off there. <laughs> that is so... I loved to go to church when I was a little girl with my mom to hear, just to hear the singing part. Oh, yeah. And the saints are marching in. mass choir. Um, theme with, um, oh, when the saints come watching in, they, they will come from the back room and, and watch all the way up to the altar. Oh, they man. Like, oh, when the <laughs> saints come marching in, oh, when the saints come marching in, I want to be amongst that number. Oh, when the saints come marching I wish I had a I wish I had a a Grammy to give you for this this performance. <laughs> and we ought to be jumping and clapping. I mean, that just wouldn't that make the trip shorter? I mean, of course it does. Of course it does. That is so beautiful, Jacqueline. I can't. You've made my day. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the second time I called. I was second in line, and the second time I called. Well, and, and um, brought some some blessings to you because you got you bring blessings to me all the time. Every time I listen to the program. Oh, thank you, Jacqueline. This is so much fun. God bless you, and I'll be singing that later today. I promise. <laughs> right. Okay, thank you. Bye bye. So we have Ann is in Huntersville. I happen to know who this might be. <laughs> so Ann, I knew you would have songs that you would love to sing when uh, you were. Yeah, that's a that's a hard act to follow. Oh, it is. <laughs> well, the good news is we're going to give you some time to we're going to give you some time to do it because we got to go to a break. When oh, no. we come back, we're going to have more of you know how long till we get there? Well, it's a perfect time to sing <laughs> as King David <laughs> pointed out in the 13th Psalm. We'll be right back with so much more and your calls Until we get there today on the Christian Car Guys show, that's the question David was asking in 13th Psalm, 
And at the end, he says he is going to sing about how God has dealt with him bountifully. And that is so much our case. And so we get to talk about, wow, the next time you're on that long road trip and everybody's saying, how long till we get there? How about singing? And boy, I can imagine, I, you know, some of what I've heard already today is just bless me. And I can hardly wait to hear more. We got Ann Alt, actually, in Huntersville, North Carolina. Ann, you're on the Christian Howdy. Car Guy again. And <laughs> so I know you have a marvelous voice. We get to hear it all the time in Christian Car Guy Theater. But why? We're very curious. When you were a kid, what did you guys sing? Well, it wasn't the kid. It was the older kid. And uh, when I was saved in New York City, um, I went to church there in New York City, and uh, this woman and her husband from England, Agnes Thomas and her husband, uh, were there. And then when I moved to California, um, you know, that uh, she, I, she was like, she lived near me in Burbank, and then she went to a nursing home in Burbank. So she was like a second mother to me. Uh, and w- she taught me, as I said, she was from England, and she taught me this marvelous little song. And, you know, she had a rough few years before she passed away at 94. But we'd get in the car, man, and I'd tell you something. We would sing, uh, cheer up, ye saints of God, there's nothing to worry about. Nothing to make you feel afraid, nothing to make you doubt. Remember, Jesus never fails, so why not trust him and shout? You'll be sorry you're worried at all tomorrow morning. I mean, we would do it at the top of our lungs. That's the way you you love those songs that have the shout in it, because that's when you just got to let it fly, you know? Absolutely. And, you know, it's just so much fun. And I... You know, that's the young at heart, right? (laughs) When you can actually sing, like at the top of your lungs, um, and and all that, you know, I can, oh, I was thinking about John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. Oh, I remember that, John Jacob Jingleheimer. (laughs) And my kids, we used to love, you know, you say it real quiet, John Jacob, and then keep keep getting louder and louder (laughs) 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 until you're just absolutely screaming it. And my youngest, or my second daughter, Tess, who's the mother of Lila, by the way, she used to love to sing at John Jing- Jingleheimer Pitts. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. We used to sing that. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you, Ann. You're going to, oh boy, you're, you, you've are you got so much coming. Uh, this episode of Christian Car Guy Theater, which Can't will feature Ann as the part of charity. You did such an amazing job. Jesse did. And I think it's it's really a treat. This is going to be one of my all-time favorite episodes for oh, a lot thanks. of reasons. So, yeah, it's coming up next. Thanks, Ann. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Robbie. It was great fun. Oh, so, yes, God bless. So next up, we have another friend. Nancy is in Washington State. So, Nancy, you're on the Christian Car Guy Show. Good morning. Good morning. I am. Um, I'm, it's just so interesting that you chose this topic. That is just one of my um, most cherished, I guess, um, childhood memories is singing in the car. My mom was just so great at getting us involved in in singing. We were um, a musical family, and we all loved singing. Anyway, the song that um, I remember the most is called Green Grow the Rushes O. Oh. And while... While you were, you know, talking and um, dealing with other people, I'm madly looking up on the internet because it has meaning. And I found out that um, it 
goes back to the time when England was converted to Christianity. Really? Um, so I'll sing a little bit for you. Please. I'll, I'll sing you one ho. Green gold washes o. And what is your one ho? One is one and all alone and evermore shall be so. And the one is Jesus. Right. And so it goes all the way up to um, 12. And it's like, um, no, I can't think of it. But anyway. Oh, so like the 12 Days of Christmas. Of numbers. Yeah, which was also an yes, English the 12 song. 12 Days of Christmas. And the 12 yes. Disciples. And yes. 12's a very biblical. But also, I yes. just think that's, you know, I've heard that song, but I never knew that about it. Um, it but how, how precious is it? Because I was just crying myself. Uh, <laughs> can't get my act together here, but thinking of my parents. Yes. And how they loved to do that. And it was so much fun. And it still is. And, yes. And you think when there's so many children in cars watching movies on videos or on their screens, you know, instead of interacting, I mean, we, we would all develop different harmonies <laughs> as we're, you know, singing the song or any song. Oh, yeah. Trying to outdo one another. <laughs> it was just, just oh. so fun, so precious. Yeah, there were four of us, um, and, of course, my yeah, two parents. Yeah, there were four of us, too. And so, you know, and my father worked for Buick, so we always had Buick station wagons. And we would load up those things, oh, and wow. I just had a blast. Wow. So those are, Nancy, yes. thank you for sharing your memories with it. It brings back so much for me. Oh, good. I'm glad. You know, these are, the older we get, the more precious these <laughs> memories are. They are. And it's our job as grandparents and great-grandparents, as the exactly. case may be, to bring that back. Exactly. So. <laughs> exactly. And I appreciate that, because now I'm going to be more motivated God to do that you. with my grandkids. You know, we listen to music in the car, but just singing ourselves. Yeah. With, you know, any other music. It's wonderful anyway, stuff. So thank thanks you, for doing Nancy. This. Oh, thank you. God bless. Well, no, he does. Thanks. And you. Oh, I just cut off. Yes. Thank you, Nancy. <laughs> I'm hoping this. I cut off the next caller, which is Scott Barton, which is with our Jesus Labor Love. And it's something I got to get to because we've had so many requests. You might know with the Christian Car Guy show, we have the Jesus Labor Love, which is car repair labor for single moms, widows, and families in crisis. And often, as we try to repair these cars, we do not um, have the funds, actually, to get them to the point where they need to be. Or is that necessarily a good financial decision? It's actually a better financial decision to go ahead and get a car for them um, and a lot of people donate cars, you know, that they would have otherwise traded in. You know, cars that are two, three thousand dollars value, whatever. They, the the cars that 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 are like that. Well, I've got Scott back on the line, and Scott deals with these folks every time. I thought it would be good for me to hear from the actual volunteers talking to the applicants nowadays. Scott is with me, Scott Barton, and Scott. So, you, can you share? a story or two of these people and the needs that they have for these cars. Oh, yes, Robbie. What a blessing. Thanks for having me on the show, and, and thank you for drawing up the template that I'm just uh, a small part of. Um, 
yeah, it's been exciting the last month. Um, I've actually had two people that I've talked to and prayed with, and their cars were in such bad shape that we had to put them on the car donation list. And as you know, that there's no way of predicting when we're going to get a car, and you don't start at the top. You know, you have to wait. There's usually, you know, five, half dozen people ahead of you. And uh, I had two people, a lady and a gentleman, that we were praying and praying. I said, don't be discouraged. Um, Something will happen. I see miracles every day. And both of them called me back within a week and said that they had obtained a vehicle through their church or a friend or or something. Um, right. God provides. And that, that's just one of the always been to me. How awesome is it that we get a chance to pray with these folks? But we only got about a, a minute left to, to share some of the needs we have in the town, specifically uh, where we need where we need people to donate cars. Uh, we're always looking for, you know, a good, reliable car. We, we do have a couple mechanics, one guy in particular that gets, gets them ready, make sure that they pass inspection. Um, and I would just encourage anybody to partner with us if, if they feel it on their heart, and we appreciate everything. So I'm sure we've got needs in the Winston-Salem Greensboro area, and we got needs in the Raleigh area. Is there another one in Richmond? Or do we have needs up there? I'm not familiar with any in the Richmond area, but down in the eastern part of the state, we've had a few people. But mainly, it's in the Triangle, Raleigh, Durham, and with the Salem area, and then uh, you know the outer line counties like Baby and Davidson. And- well, there is a form at ChristianCarGuy.com to go ahead and 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 let us know if you got a car, maybe know somebody, or we can pray, or just. You know, as you see the needs, you know, you can be praying for the Jesus labor love. I mean, that all that stuff, God's one that makes it all happen, as we talked about. I'm so grateful for the songs today. Now we got Christian Car Guy Theater coming up. And now time for Christian Car Guy Theater. With today's episode, A Plymouth Progress, episode 16. Now, Jimmy saw in his dream that the three stainless daughters and Plymouth Valiant sat talking together until supper was ready. So when they had made ready, they sat down to meet. Now, the table was furnished with savory foods and with wine that was refined. May I ask, dear Sir Damsels, the Lord of the Hill, do you know why he had built this house at the top of this hill of difficulty? Oh, yes. He was a great warrior and fought with and slew him that had the power of death, but not without great danger to himself, which made us love him even more. Oh, tragically, he did it with the loss of much blood. But what made it most glorious and gracious was that he did it all out of pure love to his country. Oh, yes, I did speak with him since he did die on the cross. And I attest from his own lips that he is such a lover of poor Plymouth that the like is not to be found, no matter how far one might travel. We heard the Lord himself say, that he stripped himself of his glory, 
that he might do this for the poor. Oh, yes. And I heard him say that he would not dwell in the mountain of Zion alone. Our Lord has made many Plymouths into princes, though by nature they were beggars born, and their original dwelling had been the Dung Hill. This was the topic of their fellowship and conversation as they discoursed together till late at night. And after they had committed themselves to their Lord for protection, they all rested. The Plymouth they garaged in a large upper chamber whose window opened toward the sun rising. The name of the chamber was Peace, where he slept till break of day. And then he awoke and sang. Where am I now? Is this the love and care of Jesus for the sedans that Plymouth saw? Thus he has provided that I should be forgiven and dwell already the next door to heaven. So that morning they all gathered together. Oh dear valiant, you must not depart till we show you some of the treasures of our place. So first they took him into the study where they showed him records of the greatest antiquity. Valiant, for your faith here is the ancestry of the Lord of the Hill, and that he was the son of the Ancient of Days, and became that by eternal generation. Here also is more fully recorded acts that the Lord has done, and the names of many hundreds that he has taken into his service. And how he had placed them in such habitations that could neither by length of days nor decays nor nature ever be dissolved. Let me read here the worthy acts that some of his servants have done. Through faith they conquered kingdoms, enforced justice, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of sword, out of weakness were made strong, became mighty in war, and put foreign armies to flight. Yes, and see here how willing our Lord was to receive anyone into his favor. Anyone even though they in time past had offered great fronts to his persons and proceedings. Here also were several other histories of many other famous things of which Valiant had a view, as of things both ancient and modern. Oh, and there are such prophecies and predictions of things that have already occurred or soon will come to pass. Predictions and prophecies full of dread an amazement to our enemies, and comfort and solace for pilgrim Plymouths. Oh dear, dear, said damsels, what this does for my faith. The four spent the rest of that day reading. The next day they all drove into the armory, where they showed Valiant all manner of accessories, which their lord had provided for Plymouths, as sword, shield, helmet, breastplate, all prayer, and tires that would not wear out. And there was here enough of this to harness out as many sedans for the service of the Lord as there be stars in the heavens for multitude. Come and see, valiants. Here are engines with which some of the Lord's servants have done wonderful things. Look, here is Moses' rod. Yes, and uh, oh, here is the hammer and nail with which Jael slew Sisera. Look over here. Pitchers, trumpets, and lamps, too, with which Gideon put to flight the armies of Midian. Oh my, that mine eyes should see such that my faith has read of and rejoiced. Oh, these are the ones that always striketh me. The ox's goad, 
where with Shamgar slew 600 men, and oh, also the, the jawbone with which Samson did such mighty feats. My favorite, the sling and stone with which David slew Goliath of Gath. Here is mine, the very sword with which our Lord would kill the man of sin in the day that he shall rise up to the prey. Such delights. May I spend some time to take this all in? I'm overwhelmed that such an armory exists. After a long time and the joy of study, they went to their rest again. Then Jimmy saw in his dream that on the morrow he got up to drive on, but the Sedamsels desired him to stay till the next day also. Oh, dear, dear Valiant, we will, if the day be clear on the morrow, show you the delectable mountains, which will yet further add to your comfort, for the view is one you will hold dear. Yes, I will take your counsel and go see this hallowed site. When the morning was up, they took him to the top of the garage and bid him look south. So he did, and behold, at a great distance, he saw a most pleasant, mountainous country, beautiful with woods, vineyards, fruits, and all sorts of flowers also, with springs and fountains delectable to behold. Yes, behold. Uh, What is the name of that country? It is Emmanuel's land. And like this hill, it is for all the Plymouths. And when you go there, with the assistance of the shepherds who live there, you will see the gates of the celestial city. Valiant bethought himself of setting forward. And they were willing he should, but first, said they, let us go again into the armory. So they did, and while they were there, they harnessed him from head to foot with the full armor to protect him, lest, perhaps, he should meet with assaults along the way. Tune in soon for another exciting adventure in the Plymouth Progress. Now, here's Danny Dipstick and Randy Radiator to review today's episode. <laughs> Randy, I love the Bible artifacts. When I was a kid, I wanted to be an archaeologist. But Papa Dipstick told me my career would end up in ruins. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too, Daddy. When I was a kid, you know, I told my parents archaeology is a career I could really dig. <laughs> See what I did there? Archaeology dig. <laughs> but seriously, Daddy, this episode that we just heard is a faith builder. The stainless daughters, the sedansels, are giving Valiant the shield of faith throughout this entire episode. By sharing the larger story, Jesus' story, Valiant is able to change the story he's telling himself. <laughs> David slew Goliath, Samson killed a thousand Philistines with the jawbone of a donkey, and Deborah put a tent peg through Sisera's skull. The Lord of the Hill was the one that gave them strength, and that strength came by faith. <laughs> so Valiant sees for himself not only the Bible come to life, the delectable mountains as one of his destinations. These pieces of armor will be critical to what Valiant is going to face in the next episode, The Valley of Humiliation and Apollyon. (laughs) Randy, I remember all that armor when I was a kid. Of course, I was in the infantry. (laughs) That's a good good one, Daddy. (laughs) You know, Daddy, I got a funny one for you. Are you ready? <laughs> what did the medieval blacksmith say to the Knights of the Round Table when he delivered them 
their new armor. You've got mail. <laughs> See, Jenny, it's a catchphrase. Okay, okay. And, but it's also, mail is a type of armor. <laughs> oh, boy, Daddy. Say goodbye, Daddy. <laughs> See you later, radiator. This is the Truth Network.